honestly has taken trial and error for me to find out that that's kind of what makes me tick. And I think we kind of all operate in that way. But when you can learn to trust yourself that you're going to follow through on the things that are going to create the life that you want, I feel like you just become more capable at doing those things. You become more joyful. Once you see what you're able to create, you're like, oh, I can actually do that. And I did do that. So that must mean I can do more. And then it just kind of builds on each other. And then just like good things start happening. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot, these two. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and and get ready to just go with it. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Just Go With It. Happy Friday, happy hour. We are back with another interview for you guys with one of our fellow Pepperdine grads. So shout out to all of you Pepperdine waves out there. She is a content creator known for health and wellness and mindfulness and sustainability. And we're going to get into all those really great things that we don't understand nearly enough about. And she has traveled the world. She studied abroad. She lived in Hawaii for a stint. We're going to talk about some travels too. And we're just really excited to have this cool, authentic conversation with Amelia Edmondson. So welcome to the podcast, girl. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. So just give a little background on, you know, who you are, the Sparknotes version. Just, I know you said you grew up in a small town, but kind of where, how you got to Pepperdine and then some of your travels thus after. So I grew up in Charleston, West Virginia and randomly went on a trip to California when I was a senior, applied to Pepperdine as a joke. Cause I was like, eh, like I'll probably like go and stay or go to like some school in the South just cause it's like so far from family. And I'd honestly, like not really spent much time in California and I got in and I was like okay I like can't not go and so I went and didn't know anyone and loved going to school there and then when I graduated I had no idea what I was doing I had kind of like built this following for myself and like had a little bit of money saved and I was like okay I guess I can live wherever I want to and I want to like challenge myself so I'll go to Hawaii so exciting I feel like that's everyone's dream just pack it up and go to Hawaii (laughs) it was honestly like logistically speaking I think back about like how I made it work and I'm like I cannot believe I did that like it was such a headache but I made it happen I only wanted it to be like a temporary thing so I was there for six months moved home and then I went to Australia for a month Mm -hmm. and then I moved to Orange County randomly I'm making it sound way more simple than it was but (laughs) moved to Orange County and then I have kind of bopped around a little bit but it's been my base uh, for like the past few years yeah you're making it sound like you decide okay well I guess next month Australia it is (laughs) yeah I feel like there were so many other like feelings and struggles associated with those times that it's just like hard for me to give a spark notes version of I kind of want to go back to Hawaii really quick so when you decided to go to Hawaii were you already an established content creator so my junior year I had this like goal in mind for how much I wanted to have saved and I was like if I have this much saved then I'll just do full-time like content creating and I like surpassed the amount and I was like okay at the time I feel like it was like a little less mainstream than it is now like it was kind of 
I didn't know many girls that did it full time. I feel like honestly, and over the past few years, there's like a huge wave of like new influencers, and now it's like a booming totally. career. Yeah. Well, TikTok wasn't even a thing when you were a junior. We were sophomores at Pepperdine. I remember I was talking to you about some class for journalism, and I was like, "What is the difference between content creator and influencer?" And people were still defining those things. And now I feel like there is a little bit more of a line drawn in the sand, but there was not even like TikTok influencers. There was nothing like that, and that was just a few short years ago. Yeah, it was like kind of all what you made of it. Like I remember I was an advertising major and I was in classes and we were talking about things and teachers would ask me questions about like influencer marketing. This is, I don't know, it was such a new form of advertising when I was in school. So I graduated and like, honestly, it didn't hit me until the day before graduating, like how scary it was that I was about to not be in school anymore. I mean, you're in school for like 12 years and you have this like structure that's built for you and I feel like I had such a routine and such a structure for myself when I was in school and I'm like I guess I have to hold hold myself accountable to create all this content because it's like when it's your career it's you're your own boss and it sounds really cool there's all like definitely a lot of freedom there but I at that time I was like in such a panic that I had no one like telling me what to do. How did you figure out where you were going to live in Hawaii and like establish a life there for the six months? Did you know anyone? I had a few friends that had lived there prior to me living there um, who I visited. I just like had so much fun when I was there. It was such a cool and interesting place. And growing up in West Virginia, too, I like didn't really explore that much of the U.S. And going there, I was like, I cannot believe this. I couldn't be more different. (laughs) Yeah, it's so crazy. And so I was like, I mean, it would be a really cool place to live. And I think also like in theory, it's like a a content creator's paradise because it's like so beautiful and there's so many Mm -hmm. different things friend of a friend like knew someone that was moving out and I had told like a few girls that I like had met there that I was interested and she just passed along and so I moved in with these like random girls and how did that go with the strangers it was the best of times it was the worst of times I feel like no one talks about the struggle of finding roommates in your 20s like I feel like one of the biggest growing pains is like finding people to live with because it's like totally I mean you also deal with that and you navigate that in college too, but I feel like it takes on a whole other meaning because especially if you're like working from home, it's like your space is like where you spend yeah. so much time. Unless you just get super lucky and you have a bunch of people you already knew from college that are moving to the same area as you or that sort of thing. It can be so hard. Like I know tons of people who went on to Facebook groups trying to find random strangers and it's so scary. First of all, I've heard horror stories. I've been pretty lucky so far, but I've heard some awful things. So you just never know. It's always a gamble. Yeah, I for sure. I feel like for me, the universe has just challenged me by like putting me in situations where I have to learn to be confrontational because I'm like the least confrontational person ever. And I feel like moving there, we all had such different personalities. And like, it was a a huge growing thing for me because we were all so different. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. But it was because I had to learn to be confrontational. Yeah, that is a big growth step. I feel like everyone has to go through eventually in adulthood. Like at some point, you're gonna have to confront somebody. I have to learn how to do it. And it's like, it can be done nicely. Like I think I'm an Instagram three and I always care about like people liking me. And so I would always worry that I was gonna like rub someone the wrong way. And so I just avoided at all costs. And I feel like in school, I had really mellow roommates and then post-grad it was a random roommate every other year and I was like Night and day. 
yeah so I really like empathize with people that have roommate struggles because Hawaii is like the most challenging place I've ever lived I feel like it's one of those places where it looks so amazing and it is it's incredible but it's also like one of the most difficult places because you don't really have all the creature comforts like to be transparent like people aren't super welcoming of like content creators coming there yeah Mm -hmm. um like pretty clicky and so I didn't know any of that going into it I kind of had an idea but not really to the extent and then it's also like when I was in California I had a whole network of people that would help me take photos as where when I went to California I didn't really know anyone so it was like learning how to completely not only not have school so I didn't have the structure of that but learn to completely rework my workflow because it was like I had to figure out how I was going to take photos and like create content which island was it Oahu Okay, cool. I've been there, but it was only for like four days, so can't really say much. How did you meet new people there if everybody is seemingly clicky? Instagram. I love to put myself out there. And it's funny because I feel like I'm one of the most outgoing people I know. So then when I talk to people about moving there, I'm like, unless you have friends there, like, like find some kind of community situation to like join in because it's just like difficult. But I, I feel like it was mostly just like trying to be kind to everyone. Like my friends and I became or my roommates and I became friends and then I'd kind of meet their friends, but it was mostly social media. I feel like someone like you, you're actually like working with brands to create these really beautiful images and it's very like thought out and branded and things like that. It's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful. And then influencer stuff is more like, you know, people maybe who have gotten famous for looking really hot, which is great. More power to you, sister. Like, please capitalize on that. But it's like, oh, let me send you this like hair product or this t-shirt or like swimsuit that you want to wear or that kind of thing. I feel like for me, at least that's how I differentiate it as a consumer. It makes more sense. Not just like I'm famous for looking hot, but like I'm famous for my talents and like my ability to create something. Or like having like a super loud personality. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who people follow just because it's like they love like hearing what they have to say. There's just like so many different things. And it's honestly like a it's an interesting distinction because I'll try to explain people like sometimes for certain jobs, I'll just take photos and not even post them. And so I'm like curating shoots for the brand. And if you think about it, like from an advertising perspective, it's like paying one person who you think like will create something fun for your brand as opposed to like curating an entire shoot where there's like multiple models, photographers, like stylists and all these things. It's like way less expensive. And so it like makes a lot of sense that they would hire like content creators. Yeah. So something about your personal brand that you've made very apparent is your passion for sustainability and for protecting the earth and all of that good stuff that Ashley and I honestly don't know too much about we'll so be transparent you, we know yeah nothing. we're not gonna lie I mean I love the earth too but I don't take near as near as many steps as you do to make sure you're you know using the single-use plastics things like that just kind of being mindful so for someone looking to get into being more sustainable in terms of purchasing or just being more environmentally conscious can you give some like tips and tricks or a viewpoint on how to kind of go about that also just some importance too of why we should be trying harder than me and Abby clearly aren't. Yeah, basically <laughs> this is the PSA time. Give give the PSA about the earth. <laughs> of course. I feel like for me, like my take on sustainability is it's just like it ties into being more mindful about what we consume. Like especially with TikTok and honestly like I felt a huge sense of this during Black Friday there's just so much pressure to like keep up with what everyone like what's on trend like what everyone's sharing on TikTok and like as an influencer I feel like I fall into it too and so for me it's just like checking myself and making sure that I'm not buying something just so I can be part of a trend or feel like I'm a part of something it's like a more of a mindful purchase I feel like that's kind of how I 
right now is just something that I feel like super relevant to me in terms of sustainability. I feel like something else um, that I'm passionate about is like supporting brands that are doing, taking the right steps, like paying their workers ethically, like using the right materials and not depleting the earth of too many resources. I think there's just so much going on that we don't see. And it's crazy how like we kind of vote with our money and like by what we buy, because if you are choosing to support a company that is supporting ethical practices, that's going to become more popular as opposed to supporting a company that is um, taking advantage of others or like not really practicing ethical. That's so interesting. The term terminology of vote with your money. I've never heard that before, but that's so true. It's like where we're putting our money, time and energy into is what is going to continue on. I know that Shein's obviously like number one culprit. Everybody knows it, but like we all fall into the trap of like the cheap fast fashion, all that stuff. So do you have any like good alternatives? Because I know that obviously like Poshmark and things like that and going thrifting, that's very like granular, you know, granola, let's get on it. Let's get to the thrifting. But in terms of people who are lazy like me and just like to shop online, do you have any suggestions for brands that are ethical? Yeah, honestly, I think they're depending on like what kind of fashion you're going for. There's so many different options with like everything. I recently, I like because I work out a lot and I love athleisure. I just discovered that Lululemon has a new part of their site where they're kind of like refurbing like old clothes and they're like a third of the price. And I've gotten so much stuff from them and it's like the same quality as if you buy a brand new. I feel like a lot of companies are starting to like do that. I think another thing is Newly. I'm like a huge advocate for Newly. Um, it's like the shopping subscription. So you get a box like per month and it's like a way for you to be able to like try all the new trending things, but then you send it back. Cause it's kind of like a circular, uh, fashion economy. Oh, interesting. So whatever stuff that you don't want, you do send back, or is it like you send back stuff that you already had that you want to then gift? It's like you're shopping normally. And then it's like $80 a month or something around there. And they send you like six items. And so you keep those items for the month. And then at the end of the month, you send it back. And then if you want to keep it, you that's really smart. Price. Especially smart for someone that is like creating content constantly and can't be wearing the same outfit back to back to back. Right. Um, I was wondering also, not in terms of just clothes, but kind of daily use, what are some ways that you could be sustainable? Speaking of shopping, if you can't shop sustainably, the next best thing is to shop from a small local women-owned business. Support women, shop small. This holiday season, we have our sponsor, Shanty Boutique. They are located in Washington State. However, they ship all over. And we have a discount code for you, JGWI, for 10% off. If you are going to a holiday party, you need something still to wear for Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, or even a birthday party around this time, and you just need something new to wear or a gift, we have you covered. They have absolutely everything that you could need. They also have home stuff, jewelry, all types of clothing. And two of my favorite items are the satin jogger pants and the... Amanda Romper, which comes in green. And both of those, I think, would look really good for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, some sort of party that you have going on. There's also free shipping on orders over $75. And use code JGWI20 for 20% off your first order at Shanty Boutique. Um, I feel like a huge one is, like, making your coffee at home. I mean, when I think about, like, my single-use plastic, I feel like it's always, like, going out. And granted, I think, like, it's okay. It's okay. We all do. I've done it this week, too. I For anyone like, listening, I'm currently drinking an iced coffee out of a single-use plastic cup from the coffee shop down the street. But, hey, it's not Starbucks, okay? We're supporting local. We're supporting small business. 
And also, I feel like a lot of places now aren't doing, like, coffee. Like, they're not doing it in a for here cup. Like, you kind of only have the option to do takeaway cup. I also, like, will get a takeaway cup, but I feel like I'm, like, pretty balanced and, like, making it at home and then also going I out. I have never once thought about, of when you just said that, I was like, what do you even mean? You mean a literal glass mug that people mm-hmm. can get lattes in? Well, I mean, they were a thing before, like, yeah. COVID, but now they, like, don't really offer it. But some places, like, I think it depends on where you live. In Orange County, there's a few places that, like, will still give you. Oh, baby, come to Tennessee. Come to Nashville. I'm sure Frothy Monkey <laughs> will get you a latte and a glass mug. <laughs> Another. My mom was like, she's a content creator. She just wants to use it for photos. And I was like, mom. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I was like, mom. Have you seen those cringy videos of people being like, I want to post about this and I want my meal for free. Like I have this many followers. Have you seen those? No. But honestly, so my funny. mom saying that made me feel like that. I was like, mom, like, I know you think it's like some grand cool job, but like you can't just go places. Your mom's pulling the card. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mom, you can't go places and tell them I'm an, I'm an influencer because that's like me going somewhere and being like, I'm an actress. That's so funny. Your mom is Chris Jennering you. Yeah, she really is. I have a quick question before we get back into the sustainability. Have you ever been recognized in public by a follow, a random follower? And how does it make you feel? <laughs> okay, so for me, I feel like I'm one of those people where like, it's funny to me that I'm an influencer because I forget. I don't like identify with like having a following. Like it's just something that I don't really like consider to be part of who I am. And so if I go somewhere and someone recognizes me, I'm like so not special. Like I'm so, I don't know. It's like, I think for me, it's like more so like I'm excited to like make a new friend. Mm -hmm. And I actually, it's so funny because this is another way I met people in Hawaii. I remember going to this like, um, like farm to table restaurant and there was this girl and I complimented her sweater and she was like, wait, she's like, did you just move here? I like fully follow you on Instagram. And I was like, oh my God, so so sweet. We ended up becoming friends and she was working on this like sustainable, like organic farm and I went there and we made like mango juice and like and picked like all this fruit did you follow the cider house rules (laughs) (laughs) it's a movie that's based in like the east coast where he lives on like a cider farm they like or an apple orchard thing they like make cider apples anyways it's like a joke ashley would get that's mostly for you ash the new england version of what you just said yeah the new england version yours is the hawaii version the mango juice no i literally was like i'm such an island girly right now i was like just picking fruit with a girl that follows me on instagram that like happened to say something and i was like see that is what i like to hear because there are ways like that where social media can be such a connector instead of a divider and it's so cool like i've met a few girls from instagram who live in nashville like i'm new to the city your fans abby some of my fans because I too have a following just kidding but no I just like nice to meet other girls and you can kind of get the vibe of who they are a little bit at least before it's kind of like dating like what are you about what do you how do you dress what do you like to do who do you hang out with for sure I mean my roommate and I met on Instagram and like this this is the story is funny so I'm gonna give you like a spark note version but basically I followed her she was like an OG influencer like someone that I was like I wasn't an influencer I like kind of took photos and I was like wow that girl's so cool she literally just did an ad for Advil and she made it cute I was like that's so interesting (laughs) and so um I like messaged her because I saw that she was gonna be in California and she was like you should come to Joshua Tree like we're gonna invite a few girls to take some photos and we had or I had a humanities test the next day and so it was like it was like a big deal for me to like skip the class before because I was like okay like he's gonna tell us everything I literally skipped the class before I left in the morning drove to Joshua Tree we met and I was like wait we're gonna be friends like since then we've gone on like so many trips together and now we look 
And it's because I like resonated with her aesthetic. Like I literally was like, that girl is aesthetic. And sometimes you can just kind of feel through people's photos, like who they are as a person. And how did you do on your humanities test? Um, not well. Okay. I think I got like a minus. And I but was you like, got a friend, and I think that's worth longer, and that lasts longer than the grade for and sure. Right. And also, she was like a mentor to me in like how to like become an influencer at the time. It's so different, but this was yeah. like year for me. I cut a lot of corners in college so that I could like make connections and do mm-hmm. things. And yeah. I feel like you're a hustler. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, and I honestly look back and I'm like. Because I feel like I overthought about it. And I was like, wait, no, I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. I was wondering, everyone that is like. Fans are asking. The fans are raging. No, me and Abby are the two fans that are asking. Because we are not super into uh, sustainability. So we're we're not hip to the trends. We're not hip to it. No. We're thinking, why are we going to quote unquote waste money trying to be sustainable in our daily lives? So how are some ways that we could do it on a budget? On a budget, I would say um, one thing, I mean, this is like going to sound, this is something I'm trying to practice more, but it's just like remembering what you have like in your closet. I feel like there's such a trend and so much pressure placed on like buying all these new clothes. Like the trends are always changing. I feel like there's never not something I like want to buy. Like, Me it's too. Normalize that. There's always like a running list in my head of like three to five things. I'm like, I want it. <laughs> Yeah. And like, honestly, when I was living in New Zealand, so I studied sustainability there for a month. We had like mismatched cups, mismatched pillowcases. And obviously, like, I'm not encouraging everything you have to like not match. But basically, the point was they had they used what still worked like they didn't feel this like over consume. And so I feel like there I realized the importance of like trying to use what you have. And I feel like every time I like clean out my closet, I find things that I like forgot that I had. So I would say like an emphasis on like, trying to just use what you have um I would say like another budget friendly it's good for your health too yeah because then you can like eat simpler meals and you know exactly what's going into it yeah have like a mindful activity to do I feel like I spend so much money eating out but then once I like reel it in and like go to the farmer's market and have like an idea of a meal I want to make that can last me like a couple days I'm like okay I like supported a small business I'm like getting to cook in my kitchen and I'm not spending the money to like go out to eat. I love a good farmer's market yeah, it's been going like a good farmers market. I miss the Malibu farmers market. I know. No, the ones here are so good. I feel like honestly, like while we're on the topic too, like I feel like there's so much money spent on going out and getting cocktails, and like it's so much, it's so much money. Like <laughs> I'm a huge absurd. fan of spice, a huge fan of spicy margs, and I feel like I have my like go to recipe now, and I just make it at home, and I save like 15 bucks. Yeah, because like, the issue yeah. is if you are someone who does drink or your friends do that's literally the special thing to do like what else are you right. gonna do for a walk <laughs> like everyone wants to, go, <laughs> wants to go get a drink that's like the go-to thing to have like an easy social interaction but i w- was gonna say i saw someone doing this on instagram a while back literally could have been you for all i know i saw someone do this thing where they had some party in their backyard and they invited all of their friends and they bought brought their clothes they didn't want anymore and they just traded them with each other Oh my gosh, I love that. Feel free to use that idea, anyone. Yeah, Someone I, mean, I follow amazing. did that and invited all their friends that had similar styles to them. And they like made it a party and stuff and like traded cute, clothes. Cute, and I think cute, the person cute. said, whoever this is, um, said they do it like every year or something. So that it's yeah, always continuous. That's amazing. I feel like I have so much stuff too that like I know other people would like that I just like don't wear anymore because I'm such a creature of comfort and I like go for all the athleisure stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
I need to like find a way to like resell my clothes because I don't know. Creature of comfort. How cute. That's what I am. A creature of comfort, a creature of routine. Those are like my two. How about you make that your new Instagram bio, creature of comfort, Amelia Edmondson? Let's, I think this is good. We've got some good tips. I kind of want to move into away from mindfulness of the earth and more into mindfulness of yourself and your happiness and your mental health. I know that you're an advocate for that, for journaling and gratitude and all that really great stuff that people just benefit from so much if they implement more into their lives. You might even do meditation for all I know. So let's, let's another thing we don't know a lot about. (laughs) How did you, how did you get started in it and like start the routines? Cause you're saying you're a creature of habit. I'm sure you have some type of mindfulness routine throughout your week or throughout your day. Um, What does that look like for you? And what have you heard other people talking about that might work for people? Yeah. So I feel like for me, I had like a pretty rough year, my sophomore year of Pepperdine. Um, I just like felt like I didn't really have many friends. I almost transferred. Most people have like, or not maybe most people, but some people have like a chunk of time during school where they're like, I don't know if this is right for me. Things seem to just not, not be going well. And I was working at Sun Life Organics. It's like a smoothie shop in Malibu for those of you who didn't go to Pepperdine and like know what I'm talking about. But For those um, of you who didn't live there every Friday and Saturday morning. <laughs> who didn't spend $20 on a smoothie. <laughs> um, but I became really good friends with a girl that worked there. Um, she was like eight years older than me and she introduced me to meditation. This was again before the time of like, mindfulness being a huge topic on social media you were hip to all the trends before (laughs) you were like two years ahead of the cusp like wellness influencers at the time um and uh, I just started meditating I was like very sad and I was like I need a coping mechanism that isn't something bad listening to Taylor Um, Swift yeah (laughs) like and I started (laughs) meditating and it changed my life I feel like for me the best way I have to describe it is I felt like I was able to distance myself from the feelings that I was having and instead observe them so I wasn't my feelings that was like a super transformative experience for me and then from there I started journaling um and then now that I feel like I've like gotten older I feel like it I go through ebbs and flows of like what I choose to do like some mornings to be I like wake up and just make toast and go to the gym because I like don't have the time other mornings I'll spend like a good chunk of time like meditating and journaling and then I feel like for me it's like my main goal when it comes to like mindful mornings just like making sure the first thing I look at is something positive um and so I have like the book journey to the horror I'm sure you've seen it on like many wellness influencers uh Instagram stories but it's basically a book that has like different prompts for every day to like remind you of something or kind of like bring to light like a concept that um you should take throughout your day um and so I feel like for me like the most important part of my morning mindfulness is just to like start my day with some like a good thought or like a happy um emotion something to read something that's going to fill me with gratitude and then I also have the five minute journal and so I'll do like a little gratitude journaling every Classic. single guest tells us to get the five minute journal and I will yeah. and have we finally it? get it have we gotten no it? but this <laughs> no. this might yeah. be the day <laughs> yeah I feel like it's the reason why I love it is because there have been times in my life where I'll write like five pages in my journal every morning like I'm literally so dedicated to the wellness that I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to journal for like ever. But then there's different seasons of life where like I don't have time or really the patience to write this much. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like a five minute journal, it's like, it's literally not even five minutes. It's like three minutes. And yeah. you just like know what you're grateful for. And yeah. if you, it's not like you have to share everything that's on your mind. And I feel like there's almost this pressure placed on people to like journal and write all that they're feeling, mm-hmm. you know? 
Yeah. The issue with everyone and including me is that everyone wakes up and you like roll over and you look at your phone and you're like, here are these texts from these people, a million notifications and right. just too much going on already. Wow, Ashley, you're so popular. You have a million notifications. A million notifications. Oh, do you want to flex on us a little harder? <laughs> uh, so some days there's like two. Some days there's more. <laughs> yeah, okay. but um and you're already like just answering people and it's just like too much going on already so right. that's nice to not have that and know that i'm gonna yeah. look at this instead and like focus on myself for three minutes there, yeah there's so many studies done psychological studies about what it how it affects you when you first wake up when you first are starting your day if the first thing you're looking at is your phone or social media or responding to emails and texts it's like the cortisol levels you just opened your eyes like give yourself a minute and that's something I need to work on too because that's I mean you roll over you turn off your alarm most people don't have like the traditional clocks for some reason I feel like you do Amelia do you have one <laughs> I have one but I don't use it I'm still I like <laughs> I feel it's so funny you say that because I feel like it's like someone and this is like a business idea that like needs to be like thrown out there like someone needs to make a really cute clock that doesn't like have to be plugged up that's like not super like maybe that doesn't even look like a clock more free ideas we're always giving free ideas on this podcast because we don't have the manpower to do it or the desire really go out on a limb (laughs) I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I believe there probably is one that exists and we just don't know it you know what that's probably true I guess it's just not they just need to do better marketing because it's like not like we'll we'll reach out to them Ashley and I will tag team it (laughs) I personally have been doing this thing where I try really hard not to look at my phone but I at least when I first get to work I will bring out my little planner that I have where I write down everything I do so I can stay organized. And the very first thing I do before I check any emails is I write down three things that I'm grateful for that day specifically. And I've been doing it for about a month now and I try to have zero repeats and they can range from like my, yeah. And they can range from like my health today or my parents' health or my best friend to things like the color blue or the fact that it's sunny today, like really tiny things that you don't always think about. And I feel like it sets my mind off in a good spot. I mean, I'm not going as far as to journaling a whole prompt, but I mean, three things you're grateful for. That's pretty easy to integrate. I think. Yeah, 100%. I think it's just like finding what works for you. It's so easy now with social media to look at what other people do for their morning routines and be like, I'm not going to be as aesthetic as this unless I do like all these things, you know? It's Being like that girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like there's so many trends of people waking up at like 530 and I'm like, no, if you're not. No. Yeah. If that's going to make you feel worse. I think another thing too, like just with the like morning routines that I've learned is like some days it's not going to work out the way that you want it to. Like some days you're not going to wake up and have this like beautiful like routine. So it's like just getting on track the next day. Like it doesn't have to be something that happens every single day and you've just like fallen off the bandwagon. I think mindfulness is very much can be comparable to a diet. And I don't mean a diet in terms of I'm trying to lose weight. So I'm going on a diet. I mean, a diet as in being mindful of what you're putting in your body 24 seven so that you can live like a long healthy life that kind of diet and if you are have like an all or nothing mindset with that it's really easy to get down on yourself or to have a bad relationship with food but if you think about like I just had a giant pizza first of all eat the whole pizza girl if you want to eat it eat it but then just do the next right thing like I've seen a lot of like health and wellness people talk about the next right thing and it just means like don't think oh I just threw my whole week away of eating healthy because I ate one bad thing no just like eat a salad for lunch the next day just do the next right thing and the same can go for mindfulness too like if you didn't get to your whole routine today that doesn't mean you need to give up or that your whole week's going to be out of whack just do the next right thing the next morning try to wake up a little bit earlier and do your journaling or do your 
meditation. Yeah. I think like that's a huge nugget of wisdom. I love that. <laughs> I think I like something just like touching on that. That's like huge. That's missing from like the morning routine like concept is that you just have to do what you're feeling that day and like just go with that. And it's like, okay, if it like, just like accept what you like ate, like just what you did and then know that it's like, okay, because you enjoyed your time with spent with that, those people or you enjoyed the meal. Like it doesn't have to all be right. It's like all balance. Mm-hmm. Just when- going with it. Some might say. <laughs> Yeah. When you mentioned meditation for people who haven't done it or like don't really know which direction to go to, do you use like a guided meditation? Do you, what do you do? Do you sit with yourself? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Are your eyes closed? What's going on? <laughs> um, I, I started with Headspace um, and I used that for like okay. years. Um, recently, I just got into Calm because I use I did like every meditation that was on the Headspace app pretty much. And I was like- You ran out. <laughs> no, I was like, I need to- go to something else. Um, and so calm I've loved cause you can really get super specific about like maybe what's on your heart that you want to like meditate about that day. And these are both um, apps, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like what you close all the blinds. Are you opening the <laughs> blinds? Are your eyes closed? Are your legs crossed? Are you laying down? I feel like I don't lay down cause I'll fall asleep. I like sit oh, up. Same. I feel like they say to have a straight back, but like I'm usually like in my bed. So like, I'm kind of like laying slumped. On yeah. Like slumped. I'm just like breathing, like eyes closed, like blinds closed. Sometimes I'll wake up and make tea. So I'm like holding a hot tea in my hands. Oh, that's nice. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Like, um, I like to like have like a hot drink before I like eat or like have coffee. And so I usually go for tea and then sometimes I'll just like sit in bed and after my meditation, drink my tea. That's kind of really pleasant. pleasant. Thank you. I think like, honestly, this is like cheesy, but I have a mirror like beside my bed too. And I feel like I always look at myself and like smile. Oh, like, <laughs> okay. 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 This is a good segue because in the theme of mindfulness is also affirmations and I'm sure that you're a big affirmation girly. And I used to be more of one. Yeah, used to be and a more, huge one. I know. I was very thoughtful during my depression year of post-grad, graduating during COVID, like having to move home, having your whole life and all your dreams and goals just put on pause as everyone's had to be. And I had to get into affirmations and mindfulness or I quite literally was going to go insane. But I feel like now I've become so busy that I haven't been making it a priority and I want to again. So for anyone who's listening, who's interested in affirmations, doesn't know where to start. Personally, I can give my little tidbit. I liked going on Pinterest because there was so many different affirmations on there. And then I would just pick ones that really jumped out at me and spoke to me. And then I would write those down and put them up in my bathroom mirror or whatever. But that's like the most basic way you can do it. I know there's lots of other ways. And I'm sure even in meditation, you can be like repeating affirmations, things like that. But what is your primary mode of it? And how do you get inspiration to do affirmations? Yeah. So I want to just like off the bat say there's an Instagram account called or that I follow called the Darling Romantics. And um, the girl that runs it, her name is Lindsay. I can't, I'm like, can't remember her last name right now, but she has the most beautiful affirmations that I feel like are very specific to different seasons and things that you may be experiencing. I love her affirmations. And I feel like when one really resonates with me, I'll make it the background on my phone. Like I'll t- she makes like really beautiful um, mm. like layouts. So I'll take a screenshot of it and make it the background on my phone um, that way. And then like, I'll try to like, every time I pick up my phone, like read it before I like go into something. It doesn't always happen but I feel like that's one way I do it and then after like and then if there's like a affirmation that I want to like keep telling myself I'll write it down in my journal in the morning okay so cute I'm looking it up right now did you say the darling romantics yeah she has a podcast okay. as well. 
well, I believe. Oh, well, we should reach out to her. We love a fellow podster. Yeah. Um, is it, does she post them on her story usually or? She has like a few highlights and then sometimes it's her stories and sometimes it's posts. Oh wait, here, it's the daring romantic. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh. oh my gosh, these are so pretty. Okay, everyone, I'm giving her a follow. Everybody should too. The daring romantics. Not darling, don't get it twisted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's amazing. I love her. Work. Sorry to the woman whose account actually is the Darling Romantics. No shade. She'll get a few more followers. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Okay, so what are some of your favorite affirmations? Do you have any like offhand that you like? I just I feel like one I always tell myself is success is inevitable for me. I feel like whenever oh. I'm worried about like something getting in my way, I'll just always be like success is inevitable for me and like try to, I think it helps me reframe situations to be like, this is happening so that I can learn a lesson or this is happening because um, it's opening a door somewhere. And I think it's just like helps me to realize that things happen for a reason and that um, like in situations that are like unpleasant, I can learn a lesson. So success is inevitable for me is a good, is one that I tell myself all the time. Um, there's so many, I'm trying to like think of, I feel like also a lot of the ones I like are like really long and they're ones, I also have a folder on like an Instagram that I save mm -hmm. affirmations to. So then if I'm feeling lame, I'll like go look and like scroll through. Yeah. I feel like that's the one that's like coming to mind right now. I've been really liking this one. I'll read it for you. It's not very long. Where I don't do you know pull, I oh, you're for your new journal. Get my notebook out. It's, I'm sure people have seen it on TikTok in terms of manifestation and all that good stuff, but it's, I don't chase, I attract what's meant for me will find me. And I think that's so important, especially in the dating world. Like this doesn't need to be romantic or dating at all. But to me, I think that's where it resonates a lot is just people out here just trying to like find something find the one, find a romantic relationship, or it could be friendship too. But the thing is just sitting back and realizing that if you're just putting out the correct energy into the world that will be received, I think that's a very calming thing and it brings people a lot of peace. At least it does for me. And I think it's like the only responsibility we have or the only power we have is what we do, like how we react to situations, how we handle situations, like the work we're doing, like the effort we're putting into our self-care. And so it's like instead of putting that energy into like chasing different things, it's like using that energy to become a better version of yourself. And then people are attracted to that. Like when you see someone who's just absolutely staying in their own lane, killing it, putting their head down, grinding, following their dreams, doing their workouts, whatever it might be. And you just know that they have this aura about them, that they are just figuring themselves out. They're working on themselves and people want to be around people like that. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's like getting into that state is definitely like something that requires time and effort. And so when you're yeah. sort of like wanted by other people like that, it makes you more like that too how do you pull yourself out of a funk when you're like doing all of these things and it's just not working <laughs> so for pulling myself out of a funk I would say one word that comes to mind is definitely discipline I feel like usually when I'm falling into a funk it's because I haven't been doing the things that I've been telling myself I want to do or I haven't been setting myself up for success and so kind of like creating a plan that allows me to rebuild that discipline and self-trust is like one way for me. I know it's like way easier said than done. I feel like 2020 was like a huge like rut for me. And so it's just like giving myself grace, but also putting systems in place that are going to allow me to rebuild that discipline and kind of like get back on track with what I'm doing. And then I think what inspires me to do that is honestly like exercise. I feel like usually when I've fallen into a rut, it's because I've like been bad with my self-care as well. And I 
sometimes when I'm like really in a rut, I feel like I don't feel motivated to work out at all. Um, and so like I'll like book classes or like this last year when I was feeling really bad, I started seeing a trainer and I like still see the trainer now. And now it's become like a part of my like routine. Oh, I saw a trainer once too. Oh, and I liked what she? I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I would say those are two ways. I feel like I'm trying to think of like a third way. I think too, like following accounts that like make me feel good. I think like the media we consume plays a huge role in like how we go about seasons of like feeling down. Cause I remember during yes. that too, I had very toxic habits of like looking at what people were doing and like really comparing myself. Totally. And I think to be transparent too, like as an Instagram influencer, like obviously like your career is based on like how many followers you have, like the content you're putting out. And during that time when I was in a rut, I lost like a ridiculous amount of followers. I like didn't feel like the fans could anymore. tell. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just like, it's just the nature of social media. Yeah, like, she's in a rut. Time to jump ship. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I mean, I, I am like human. I was like, I'm not gonna like pretend to be someone I'm not yeah. like I can't no, yeah. force content when I like don't feel good and I was like yeah. really bummed about it for a while but then I was like I mean this is just part of it like this is just part of having a job that's like on social yeah. media and I can't mm-hmm. like force myself to do something I don't feel good doing and then I think because I didn't force myself and I like really moved through the motions I was able to like bring more authenticity and passion into like the work that I'm now yeah. excited to create mm-hmm. I think that's so good to know and to be authentic with your audience too, because we all go through it. Yeah. All of us. I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, I don't want to put and be like, like, I'm going through it guys. Like, cause we're all like, <laughs> everyone's going through it. Yeah. We all have things we're navigating. I think it's just like being responsible for what you're sharing, because I think sometimes if you're feeling bad, you could have like ulterior motives for why, why you are sharing something. And I think it's, I just really want to be responsible with like the energy I'm putting out into social media. Totally. And I'm a big advocate for you are the person who is 100% in charge of your life and what it looks like. And Mm -hmm. with that, it's 100% of the content that you consume. And every time that I notice myself getting in a rut, I truly feel like I can chalk it all up to social media and comparison literally almost every single time. And if I just chose to like unfollow a few of the accounts, like maybe they're not even nefarious in nature. Maybe they're usually not. (laughs) So bizarre. That's just random trigger that like random stuff yeah other people yeah and I'm like I can't follow this like it's not good for me if we just all took a time to do a little social media audit and unfollowed like five accounts that make you sad when you see them and follow five more like affirmation accounts that make you happy when you see them think about how that would change all of the stuff going on in our brain like a lot probably and I think also like when I was going through that season I knew that I was doing the wrong thing like I knew that I was being stupid I was like going to look at this account it's gonna make me feel icky and I'm doing it why yeah but we can't look away but then I would be like but then if I unfollow them like is it really gonna make that big of a difference and since like actively not partaking in that kind of behavior I have felt so much better and it's hard when you're in it to realize how much better you'll feel because you're like on the other side of it so you're like I don't actually know how much better this is gonna make me feel um but yeah I think that's huge and I think another like visualization that a friend actually shared with me is like when thoughts of comparison come in or like thoughts about something that maybe is like upsetting to you or like instantly like shifts your mindset is like imagining that that thought is behind a locked door and like walking away from the door and then when you like catch yourself and this is honestly kind of like a meditative 
I was going to say this totally ties into meditation. Yeah. It's like just like visualizing that that thought's behind a door and like in order for you to move forward, you have to turn your back to the door and like walk the other direction. And I feel like like sometimes I feel like those visualizations can be so silly. But for me, that one's been like super helpful. It's like the second I start to feel one of those thoughts come up, I'm like, okay, it's actually I'm going to put it behind this locked door. And, yeah. I'm the and then it just yeah. becomes a habit in your brain eventually exactly. where each time you, you start to go to that, it transfers yeah, it's literally the discipline of reminding yourself and like reforming those neuro pathways in your brain of like, no, I'm not going to do negative self-talk. I think mm-hmm. one day soon, Ashley and I are going to do a New Year's resolution episode like we did last year. And I already have like some of them in my mind and it's very much aligned with mm-hmm. this and just like reducing the negative self-talk. Is that you like, telling me to prepare? Who's telling you to say it? <laughs> yeah, Ashley, take some notes, get some thoughts down because we're about to do a hard episode on this, okay? <laughs> I feel like people don't realize the effort that goes into positive self-talk like it's not no it's not it's like every day naturally. it's something that you have to practice at something that you have to do over and over and over again until mm-hmm. it's and I think that's the same with affirmations too like affirmations can seem so silly but if you're doing mm-hmm. it every day then your mind starts to believe the things that you're saying I don't know if you're familiar with Ed Milet he has a podcast me and Abby are really obsessed oh, with we him. love you him. would really Amelia, like you it. would be so into him I was like, when you all um, asked what my favorite was, have you heard of, um, what is it, On Purpose with Jay Shetty? No. I feel like that's another one. I'll write it down, though. We're exchanging. What's the one that you said? You'll have to text it. Yeah, I'll text it to you, but his name's N. Milet, but he always talks about, on other podcasts, too, when he's a guest, how self-confidence comes from the promises that you keep to yourself and following through on them. Yep. And that's a huge one. Yeah, let's. Let's break that down for a second because I'm shocked I you've never said that, that Abby, on the podcast. Me it, and you. We have said it. <laughs> oh, we have? I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, or you're like saying it, but in other ways. Yeah. But because at the most yeah. granular level, it could be something as simple as like promising yourself that you're going to get up and you're going to go to that workout class. Pulling yourself morning. out of the rut. That's people, what reminded me of it. For some people, yeah, this could be like the most difficult, hardest decision they could ever have to make is like literally forcing themselves to go to the gym, whether they're like scared or they hate it or whatever. And if, but if you tell yourself you're going to do it and that's important to you, following through on that promise to yourself is going to give you so much confidence. Like you do the things that you tell yourself you can and you will do and your life will change. 100%. When I think about the most like magnetic, joyful, successful seasons of my life, it has been when I've been disciplined. Like mm-hmm. I think back to a discipline it for me is like the biggest form of self-love almost. Wait, can you touch on that more? Like expand on that? Cause I really yeah. like the way you said that. Yeah. I feel like it honestly has taken trial and error for me to find out that that's kind of what makes me tick. And I think we kind of all operate in that way, but when you can learn to trust yourself that you're going to follow through on the things that are going to create the life that you want, I feel like you just become more capable at doing those things. You become more joyful. Once you see what you're able to create, you're like, oh, I can actually do that. And I did do that. So that must mean I can do more. And then it just kind of builds on each other. And then just like good things are happening. When it rains, it pours, baby. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's so easy to forget that. Like it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, like since like in a weird way, like since quarantine, I feel like I've had this anxiety to create and be sharing on social media. I think also too, with like the rise of TikTok, it's like so many content <laughs> creators who are like, okay, now I have to have another platform. It's that literally I'm, like, like a rat race. <laughs> right, there's so many different ones. And I feel like 
um, I, coming out of that rut being like, okay, I've like lost my mojo. Like I've lost my flow. The only way for me to like get back into that flow was to like have concepts in mind and actually execute them. And it was like, obviously maybe I wasn't as passionate about doing them as I was before because I, before I was like disciplined and was doing them all the time. And I maybe like lost a little bit of self-confidence cause I hadn't been keeping it up, but then being disciplined about it put me like right back in that flow. Um, yeah. And it's like discipline. Discipline is is like the hardest thing. I think that's probably one of the hardest skills you have to learn, especially post-grad, because you kind of learn it a little bit in college and in school. It's like the discipline to, you know, get your work done, meet deadlines, all that kind of stuff, or, you know, eat healthier, cook, learn to cook from home and not go out every single night. But like when you're an adult, adult, like post-grad, just figuring shit out, discipline is like the number one thing that it all boils down to I think honestly a book that I highly recommend that touches on all of this and kind of the psychology of it too is Atomic Habits I'm sure I don't know if you guys have read that it's like very right now but it's actually so good and it kind of breaks down the psychology of this Um, Amelia it's almost like you knew that we were going to ask if you had any book recommendations like we do to every one of our guests (laughs) Atomic Habits is on there I feel like I hate I'm an Enneagram three wing four and the four in me like hates sharing a book that like everyone shares but it's actually like so good Um, for like I'm not like other girls like I'm I'm, like different yeah Um, (laughs) so I feel like for me like that book I think breaks down what it takes to build new habits. I think uh-huh. it can be kind of intimidating um, and maybe you aren't set in your ways to have like really healthy habits to feel like, okay, I don't know how to even start. And I feel like that book is a great intro to like mm-hmm. learning how to create those habits and build that discipline for yourself. Um, another one for me that I'm obsessed with and forewarning, it may cause a little bit of anxiety, but it's like the good oh, kind God. of anxiety that you need is the defining decade. I wish someone had oh. given me when I was 18. I wish I had read it when I was 18. There's bits in it that I, it's like one of those books I kind of take bits of it with a grain of salt, but there's other parts of it. Such good nuggets of wisdom, um, a lot about dating and just like the psychology of what happens to your brain in your twenties and like the importance of like being mindful of who you date and like jobs you take. I just think that book's incredible. Um, I can't recommend that one enough. The reason I say it may provoke some anxiety is because it talks about like the decisions you make. And I think it's just a tough love. It's like a slap in the face, but it's like a good slap in the face. Um, and I always come back to it. I've read a portion of it, but I haven't got into the dating part yet. I've read like maybe a yeah. quarter. We've done a yeah. little bit on this podcast, a series where Ashley teaches me the things she's learned from the defining decade. We like break yeah. it down into chapters because some people don't have like the interest to sit down and read the whole book from front to back. So we've kind of been breaking it down on the podcast. So I think that's, yeah. yeah, that's a good inspiring thing to kind of bring that back as we round out the year we just had kind of focusing yeah. on like resetting for 2021. Yeah. I think it's also like there's certain things in there had like a mental breakdown when I read it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm You're so young though. I've heard of people that read it at 30 and freak out because I tell my friends who are 30 not to read it. (laughs) I would want to read it at 30. Um, but it's like for me, it was like a wake-up call to some behaviors that I was partaking in that weren't setting me up for success, you know? Yeah. Especially in the year we just had, it's like it was easy to like do things that maybe weren't gonna like push us in the right direction and I was like okay I really gotta get it together um (laughs) so I don't know I feel like 
maybe read the bio and if you think it resonates with you, read it. Otherwise, don't. But I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, another book that I love is The Untethered Soul. I feel like it talks a lot about mm-hmm. like ego work and like not taking things personally. I feel like learning to not take things personally has been one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my 20s because... Okay, that's right there under discipline. Discipline yeah. and not taking things personally. These are good. Yeah. These are good yeah. adulting skills. It's never yeah. about you. Like it's <laughs> never about you. I think also like you realize post-grad and in your 20s how much intention it takes to like make plans with other people because we're all so busy and I feel like there's been a lot of times like last year when my mental health was struggling there were a lot of plans I had to cancel because I just didn't feel good and it wasn't because I didn't want to see someone but it was because I didn't I felt like I needed to put the time into like taking care of myself and like kind of getting back on track and had nothing to do with people that like I like love and care about no Um, that's really mature I feel like a lot of people are too scared to do that because they're scared that people that you're saying no to are going to take it personally or that they're going to think that you don't like them or whatever. I feel like honestly, up until this year, I struggled to find friends who really understood that. And since Mm -hmm. like, just like 2020, I have like this girl gang that like, we all are like super transparent about like how we're feeling. And it's brought so much peace into my friendships because before I felt obligated to do things that I didn't feel like I was able to do because my mental health was struggling. So yeah. And obviously there's different times when it takes, it's harder to not take things personally. I'm the kind of person who, when I feel like someone's upset with me, it like destroys me. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's like reminding myself, okay, I didn't actually do anything wrong. If they are acting a certain, like some type of way, I can't take it personally Mm -hmm. because it's a reflection of how they're feeling. So yeah, um, yeah. I think that book is huge, especially in the emotional maturity department. I feel like I like learned so much about how to be a more mindful and emotionally aware person by reading that so book. So the defining decade, atomic habits and untethered soul. Is that yeah. it? The untethered okay. soul. Yeah. And then if you're Cute. really willing to go out there, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle is also okay. amazing. It's like the untethered soul on crack. So <laughs> anyone who's just looking to be more mindful we've got four books to start with don't read any abby what if we don't read any fiction books in 2022 we only read the suggestions that are nonfiction. i would rather die i I like fiction I just I just reinvigorated my passion for reading again and we're not gonna take it away actually you're not I support that. I feel like for me, because I'm so passionate about like being a better version of myself, I only read self-help books. It's hard. I think it's good to have a healthy balance because sometimes if I read like two self-help books back to back, I'm kind of like, okay, like it's getting a lot. Like I just want to lose myself in a story and then I need to read read it simultaneously. We're all like pick up the nonfiction one here and there. No, I'm, I need Rex of like... Do you guys do this thing? Maybe it's just me. If I'm reading a book, I can't read another book simultaneously because I feel like I'm cheating on that first book that I would be reading on and like those characters that are in it. No? Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just read so many different self-help books. I'm like, do I want to learn about like emotional maturity? Do I want to learn about my attachment style today? Or like... Yeah. So and I where just, are the men that are putting in the work doing this? That's another no, question I have. Putting in the work. Oh. They're not. They don't care. They don't give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're at least out there reading books about the stock market or something I, helpful. Someone's got to give a Honestly, shit about that. I feel like something else, like while we're on the topics of 20, something that I was going to like say <laughs> is like something I think is like a huge nugget of wisdom for like girls in their 20s is like your friends are gold. Like your friends are literally gold. Yeah. Boys are so dumb at this age. Like 
focus on your friendships. They can give you everything that a relationship can give you outside of like obviously like totally (laughs) men can't express their feelings to their guy friends so they look for it in relationships well we can so there i was like i feel like some guys are like i can't believe you share all these things with your friends like your girlfriends i'm like like, what don't like can you imagine not just being able to forbid we have a support system right so i don't know i think like learning leaning into your friendships in your 20s is like the biggest gift Mm -hmm. um because we live in a society that pressures us to like find a boyfriend and And i argue that's where you get the most emotional fulfillment oh 100 and also like in your 20s while you're navigating all this job career stuff and like where you want to live sometimes a relationship can kind of derail you so it's like having your friends to support you and push you through that it's like kudos to the single women because i'm like it's hard, yeah. but it's also amazing. Okay, well, I just feel really I know. inspired. <laughs> I don't know about you, Ashley, but I Go feel like I'm walking into this conversation with some things I want to uh-huh. take away from it. I want to start getting into meditating, even if it's just like a couple minutes in the mornings. Just start slow, whatever works for you. Um, now we're at the point in the podcast where you pimp yourself out. Where can the people find you? What are your accounts? Where are they all going to flood to follow and see all of your beautiful content? Thank you. So on Instagram, it's Amelia.Edmondson. And then on TikTok, it's Amelia Edmondson underscore. Don't forget the underscore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for this chat. It's been absolutely lovely picking your brain. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. 